Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that are, we are developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Some ladies showed up to the last game of the World Series. The the last game that's completed as of us recording this. Yes, <laughs> right, because it's about five. to not be true. <laughs> and uh, and they decided, I mean, why not try to distract Garrett Cole by flashing him? I I did not see this. This did not make it past the the reasonable censors here in the UK. This you did not you have not seen this? I have not seen this at all. This is not in the Venn diagram of the things that you see on the internet. I'm about to Google flashing world. Oh, well, flashing. I got flashing world in and series and, game five came up yeah. immediately. So here we go. I'm not even on incognito mode. So the world knows <laughs> that I did. The world this. knows that you were looking for this. <laughs> well, there it is. There it is. In Google's featured box, two women could be seen raising their shirts and flashing their breasts on camera during the live broadcast. According to her Twitter feed, Rose frequently engages in the act of flashing her breasts to promote ShagMag, a digital magazine that she founded. This is a fantastic story. I'm very upset that I didn't see this. How did you not see this? This is amazing. This is like, it's very interesting in the Venn diagram of the things that I follow on and that I follow on the internet. That this this was either like squarely in or tangentially in a lot of those boxes. Let's just transition right into this. I'm willing to accelerate our book reading. Okay. This guy. This guy. I could just feel the ice coming through the text messages when I said, how far have you gotten? And it was an angry, angry response. Let me, I mean, I only got to read two chapters this week. Admittedly, that's my own (laughs) fault. (laughs) But, but it's true. I was kind of going for it. And... Things are just off the rails now. I think, okay, first of all, spoiler alerts. If you're not reading the book and you want to read the book, you, you gotta, should be. you got to fast forward right now. For all, you it should be. It will be in the, sh- the show notes okay. where you fast forward to. Plenty of clarification here, or plenty of pre-warning here, but I don't think some of the plot twists or some of like the plot development pieces needed to happen. Like, I don't. How are we going to watch his dark materials knowing that Lyra is now like in a love triangle, basically? Yeah. 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 Like, is this the storyline we needed? Like, I don't think so. I mean, am I am I wrong? Like, I don't I don't know what to think anymore. No, you're not wrong, but you are also in academia, so you know how this kind of stuff is like both wrong and happens. I, yeah, no, 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 I, I do, but like, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure I need to spend a lot of time reading about it. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I you feel just like... watch your colleagues. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I feel like, isn't there, there's there's other directions this could have gone. Like, I didn't need to I be know. like, are you in love with Lyra? Like, whoa, <laughs> like, ugh, come on. Of course he is. I, I just don't feel like, I just don't, Malcolm, or speaking of Malcolm, of course, I just mm-hmm. don't feel like... 
the two char- the two characters that you know have to be in love with one another to make a story. I mean, this is like this is similar to George R. R. Martin, right? You know, and like what happened in the last season of Game of Thrones. Like, like I get it, John and Danny. I I guess, but like, do they have to go together? And the problem was in that show was there was no chemistry, and I'm also I'm already like chafing, yeah, under the under the thought of too much of this. I really the the farther that we get away from it, the more that I enjoy it. But Rogue <laughs> Rogue One, mm. where there there was no love story. Sure, yeah, exactly. There was no love story. I don't know whether or not I feel like there was a love story, and they kind of were like, you know, it. Um, the audience it tested so poorly that people were like, "No, don't." I feel like that's part. Of, <laughs> I feel like that's part of the reshoots, right? They're like, mm, "Nah, get rid of that part." There is clearly something between them. No, don't. And I really hope I, I, you know, Phil, you should have gotten this tested. Anyways, but let's let's talk about. Yes, I totally partition that in our brains okay. for a moment okay. here. Shit's going down. I, I'm having existential. Like, I, it's one of those things where I see the edges of it. The like idea of like you and your soul sure. fighting. That's sure. What we in the biz would call depression. <laughs> <laughs> now, Oof. now, if my soul could just walk away from me and like be miles away, I don't even know where it is. I think it would do that. I think it would do that. I mean, that's like what I like in the back of my head that I keep on like thinking about. It's like, no, this is this is ridiculous. And then it's like, hey, well, I mean, if you could have a da- demon, Damon, wouldn't it? <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I I do agree that the strained relationship between Lara and Pan is very is is a really interesting thing to probe. Okay. Do you want? Okay. For next week, you want to get to chapter twenty. Ooh. Want to just do it? I'd rather do it. Of course I want to do it. Okay. Make up. Make up for the last time here. Chapter 20, we're going up to The Furnace Man, which is good because we're getting to my favorite chapter title, Chapter 19, The Professor of Certainty. <laughs> New nickname. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Wow. All right. The Professor of Certainty. Today on the pod, we are going to talk about... Sloan 2020. We're going to talk about our development plans and what we're going to do to actually submit a paper this year. So here we go. Uh, drum roll for anyone who has that. Maybe Mike can find one in post. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got an abstract that uh, got the nod. Well, we got an abstract that got the nod. It's true. We got, we went one for two, which in baseball, Fucking banned 500%. Amazing. So we have been invited to submit a paper, (laughs) predictive error estimates for baseball statistics using clustering algorithms and covariance analysis. Is enough buzzwords in that title for you? I I think so. Okay. I think so. Obviously enough enough buzzwords for the paper or the abstract evaluating team. (laughs) Well, okay. What's the timeline look like? What's the timeline look like? So, abstract accepted. Great. We have to submit the final draft of the paper 
by 1215. That is right. And um, frankly, we started strong last time and we did not finish strong. Um, well, I would disagree. We finished we, extremely strong. <laughs> we started strong. We had a weak middle, weaker middle, and then we ended strong. And the problem was is that we did, just didn't have really... We got to the point where we had something that was working, you know, 48 hours before we submitted the paper. Yes. We didn't have something that was, like, presentation ready. I agree with that, and I find it very unfortunate. So, this time, are we, do you want to, we did a waterfall approach last time. Oh, okay. Let's let's keep on this. So, submit a paper by twelve fifteen. End of January, finalists and posters are selected. Mid February, poster submissions are due. Mm-hmm. End of February, presentation submissions are due. And that was last time we thought we actually probably had the best chance of getting into the poster lane. That's right. And I, I would say that we shouldn't even think that this time. We're getting we're getting this paper accepted. We're going to be presenting this paper. Okay. Shoot. Okay. Okay. Um, so those two kind of corridors are great. I, actually, I mean, it would have been great to present a poster last time. That would have been perfect compared to the Jim Oaks that were there. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing that kind of that. Uh, well, maybe maybe that's why they uh, don't provide an avenue for people to write papers or like people to register who are writing papers because the majority of the content is like not that good. Well, no, it was all like, it was all great stuff that was like not actionable hmm. in, in my opinion. And there were the two like sides of it, like being us, the two sides were like us. You are in academia and you have like an interest in sports and you have your main interest and you're kind of doing research yeah. through through this other avenue, right? You know, sure. sort of wild. And then there's someone from the private industry who has an interest in sports and is doing the same thing, essentially. Yeah. And those two, you can see the, the two different papers, the two different styles of papers in the poster section were great, were perfect. And then talking to those people as well was great because, like, the the person in academia was, like, all, like, serious about it. But, you know, quite frankly, it was typically someone who hadn't done a modicum of work on it and it had grad students do it for them and were, like, talking about it. And it's like, we use a lot of we. Mm. You're the one who has who's, like, listed first. And yeah have doctor in your title so do you know what you did a, lo- a lot of royal we going on here <laughs> oh man that's brutal and then the like the person who's working at i don't know who's working at google and is like yeah no i threw the algorithm that we're using in the background that wasn't good enough for google on this stuff <laughs> it sort of works <laughs> seems fair Seems fair. So I don't know where we fit. We sort of split the difference on that somehow. That's the idea. All right. 
All right, fair enough. So that's what we need to do. That is, uh, I mean, I, I think basically for all intents and purposes, nothing matters except for December 15th for us right now. There are two low-hanging fruit to get started. One is for us to get our workspace. Ah, yeah. Workspaces. Yeah. For the most part, this shouldn't be a problem. I determined, I've determined some of our issues with beautiful soup that we've been having before. Beautiful soup is the hardest compatibility, and that's not Python two three. That is it, Windows. It is that's Windows Mac problem, and so we should set up a version that can recognize both. All right. Anyways, GitHub repository. We will be using Anacondas, Python 3.6.8. No Selenium, allegedly. That's what they keep telling me. <laughs> That's what you keep saying. That's what you keep saying. I don't know if you know what that means. <laughs> and we'll have to set something up in Google Drive. We have a fun little template. Um, a word template that we need to follow. I hate it, but yes, we will do that. You never quite know when we'll have to stop and restart the pod for a random sound. Here's an outtake. I think that we can do this. So there are two things that we need to get. Two long-hanging fruit that we need to get. <clears throat> do you hear that? No, I can't hear anything. Oh, really close. Thunder? No plane or oh. helicopter or some kind. Um, last time there was like leave for <laughs> for logos that will be put in later. <laughs> I know. 42 analytics. So ridiculous. Whatever. Gatorade. Whatever. All right, let's talk project management planning. We have six and a half weeks. You yeah. wrote a note here. Last time we cut things pretty close. Understatement of the pod. <laughs> well, I think that we ended up two things. Go ahead. Number one, we had a great plan. We just blew it off. Yes. There's a Douglas Adams quote of like, I, I love deadlines. I love the whistling sound they make as they blow by me yes <laughs> which hey that's that's us um i'm paraphrasing by the way so don't take me don't take me in my word so so oh boy what does that mean uh we should just stick to our deadlines I mean, we have to. No. Oh, boy. No. You don't. No. So you're saying that we're going to do agile project management. Oh. I just figured out waterfall. <laughs> I just figured. I finally figured it out. You, so you want to do. So, okay. So you want to do agile. Uh, you want. You don't want to do agile. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do either. I just, I don't understand agile. So if you can explain it to me in a way that tells me how much work I have to do in a given period of time, I could do that. Well, so the idea is that instead of us like creating pieces along the way and at the very end, it's like, ta-da, here it is. 
the idea is that um, we are iteratively working towards the final best product. So they, the waypoints are f first final draft, second final draft, third final, you know, rough draft to first final draft, etc. So you're always working towards working a final product. So instead of instead of it being like we're gonna really do well on part A of our model and then part B and then part C and then part D, what we're saying is okay, get A, B, C, and D working. Okay. Get the documentation there. One page of documentation. Mm -hmm. Okay. We look at that, we assess, we sprint, then we come back. We look at what we have, we sprint, we come back, we look at what we have. Almost like we had like a weekly recurring meeting. And in between <clears throat> that, you had six-ish days. All right, man. I'm ready. You know what? You're right. Okay. I take back everything I said before. Waterfall didn't really work for us, so let's do it. Are you using Agile Project Management at work? No. Okay. Yes. I. I mean... I guess I guess if I'm being honest and looking inward, my work is more agile than waterfall. That is the observation, and that's what you were trying to do for most of it's most of us doing it a waterfall approach. It's true. It's true. All right. All right, we're doing agile. Do we have a template for this? A template for what? The the Agile Project yeah. Management Plan? Yeah. No. I just wanted to see if you were going to be up for that or whether you, which which way you really wanted to go. No, let's, let's try Agile. Let's see, let's see what we can do. Okay. So I'll put, get some, I'll put together some materials for us to try to, to work towards this. But the idea then is that by next week, we should have something that looks like the final product, which would be... We have model on one side, yeah. right? We have paper on the other side, mm -hmm. aka documentation. Sure. Will. So am I going to wildly just start the documentation, and you're going to work on you're going to work on making the model? I um yeah, I think I think that's right. Okay. In our okay. in our first draft here for sure. I mean, because we basically, you're going to copy over whatever you have, right, into one place. Do you have a GitHub repository that you have um, shared with I, me? I mean, I have, a, I have a 2019 repository that has, like, everything that I've done, but it doesn't. Do you want to have the, the, do you want to have all the commits that we have previously? No. Or do you just want to no, start, start something from scratch? I start from scratch. So you just want to call it, like, MIT Sloan 2020? Yeah. And have the world be able to see it how do we we should we also can make it private at this no this is open source baby can't we convert from private to public oh you you mean like a big unveiling yeah december 15th okay or or we'll just go public who cares no one's gonna find it i mean no one's gonna like find it and steal it in the time like no one submitted an abstract similar enough to this one that they could actually steal it and do something with it probably not no Okay, I like this. Okay, I like I like this approach. This is gonna feel more like we're able to at any time submit something. Famous last words, but yes, let's do it. 
I think that about brings us to the review session. Josh Reddick. You know, when I was writing it down, I wrote J.J. Reddick. Yep. No, there's there's too many similarities there. <laughs> the J's. Well, the I mean, one between the Mr. Mr. J. Reddick and Mr. J.J. Reddick. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, I spelled this wrong. Well, we had a lot of footage to review over the weekend. All of the none. Yeah, none. How none. okay? I how ridiculous is that? In the sense that, I mean, I I guess I just didn't expect the Astros to play the system that hard. Josh Reddick. Obviously played American League ballparks this this summer. He appeared in 141 games. Like yeah, and then the odds that he sits that they well the odds. I mean they chose obviously a coach decision to sit him for the three games at Nationals Park. 141 games, 550 plate appearances, 14 home runs, 57 runs, 56 RBIs, five stolen bases, 275. That's, I mean, it's not an. It's definitely not an impact player, and on a team like the Astros, that might be dragging you down. Yeah, yeah, no, in a in a well oiled machine. If that's the guy that's getting, I I mean, the number of games that he played against those stats is just odd right i completely agree i mean 500 if you if you give an average mlb player 550 plate appearances on a team that's heavily favored to win the world series i gotta feel like they're gonna get more than 56 runs <laughs> he and i feel like he did have a lot more production in the first half of the season and then fell off and played more inconsequential oh, if, only, if only we had a growth chart in front of us i don't think that that's necessarily true because i'm looking at I'm looking at his last in his last eight games of the season, he had he had eight RBIs. Last eight games of the season, but you're talking about when they are arresting people because they had a hundred wins. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what? Okay, I mean, fine. I mean, you know so, what the lineups looked like in Minnesota during that time too. I would say that his start actually was was relatively slow. I mean, look. Okay, his first eight games, he has one run, zero RBIs. <laughs> I mean, he didn't like. He didn't exactly come out of the gate hot here. So, are we are we just seeing heavy decline from Josh Reddick, thirty two years old? Are we just seeing big baseball decline from him? No, almost thirty three. No, this is this is this is who he is. He is a fourth outfielder on a good team. Yeah, but he's not really a fourth outfielder he's really been their third outfielder but i as soon as they are in a place where they need the extra at bats they have an offensive replacement ergo he is not who they would want to have as their third outfielder so he's a fourth outfielder but is his defense really that good his defense is fine his arm is not fine based on a sample size of one (laughs) I guess I'm just I guess I'm just kind of confused. Yeah, I mean, Fangraphs rates him as a negative defender. Like 
pretty strongly negative defender. I mean, he's a guy. He's a guy. That's so he's a far cry from 2017 Josh Reddick. Yeah, where he was get how many at bats did he have that year? How many were played? Five forty, basically the same. Five forty. He had fewer. Wow, that is in a t- on a team that wasn't well. I mean, he's gotten he's he's gotten he got four eighty seven plate appearances last year, five forty twenty seventeen, four thirty nine twenty sixteen, five eighty two twenty fifteen. I mean, he's getting playing time. <laughs> he got more playing time than he was expected to, but he got yeah. But his stats were not as good as they were expected to be. Is <laughs> that is crazy? It is. I will say he it was depressing to watch his his world series games there's like there's nothing there you're like oh wow this is a total also ran guy in the world series he's it's what i said he's a fourth outfielder i i am not disagreeing with you i'm just saying like okay it's kind of sad 501 at bats yeah i mean he's not i mean when when was the last time that he had a I guess it was 2017. He had, yeah. If you um, extrapolate that, yeah. But still, I mean, he had 13 home runs, seven stolen bases, 134 games. I don't know. I uh, I guess I learned that JJ <laughs> JJ that Josh Reddick is well, and JJ Reddick <laughs> that they're both worse than I thought. <laughs> Oh yeah, basketball's back. Oh uh, yeah, I would not. Oh yeah, you are still undefeated. Yeah, three and zero, baby. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to invest in Josh Reddick next year. I thought for a little while in TGFBI, I had him in TGFBI. He was a late round pick. I was like, this guy is just gonna get some at bats. Whatever, he's gonna be useful. If one of their, if Springer goes down or something, he's gonna get. A lot more at bats, and they just were not valuable. You know who's? Oh, he's he's back in the lineup tonight. About time he smacks a home run tonight. Because they put okay. So here's here's what it was. It's that Jordan Alvarez is the DH now, and mm-hmm. they trotted him out in the field. That's right. So they wanted to get those extra at bats, and he was a logical place in the lineup where there, he, there's a hole, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. Who else are you going to take out? <laughs> Who is their first baseman? Guriel. Yuli. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Who, was, who else are you going to take out? Yeah. You're right. Well. Josh, maybe J.J. Redick. Go back to the three-point yeah, line. Yeah, I would say um, basically not worth a draft next year. Unless you're in a the model is going league. to love him. The model is gonna hate him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> those, those RBIs and plate appearances. I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be hurting. those ratios are not. He's good. gonna be hurting. All right, we'll figure out where he is. Um, what what are we gonna do? Who we, what are we gonna watch next week? It's kind of a free for all. We can kind of go back through. A, oh yeah, we're back to a we free can kind for of go all. Back through a greatest hit situation. Yes. Oh, we're going to do J.D. Martinez. All right, let's do J.D. Martinez. Okay. 
Alrighty then. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst luck to you, buddy. Worst luck to you, too.